Good evening, San Diego. You're listening to another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. That's true. I'm Nate. And in other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. And I'm Terrell. And did we just become friends? Stepbrothers. Yes. 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 I don't know yours, though. I'll give you a hint. It's another movie from maybe the same year, maybe also 2004. It also stars Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. There's a char- he's, his character is named Baxter which is a character in Anchorman today's yeah. movie. And um, he's a newscaster in that one as well. Is it? Is it uh, Bruce Almighty? It is. Okay. That's yeah. when uh, Bruce is also a teleprompter sabotage scene. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I guess he's not sabotaging the teleprompter. He's no, he's just using his him, god powers. Yeah. To, yeah. Make him go, yeah, like do all yeah. type of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember <laughs> Ron Burgundy is also a god in Anchorman. Yes, he is. He's the legend of Ron yeah. Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's today's uh, feature. Yeah. But first, some movie movie news news. Mm-hmm. Tarantino's been talking about a Star Trek movie for a while. Mm-hmm. He's set... I don't, he's not officially signed on yet, but this has been a few months now. And, like, Paramount has been playing along with these press releases. Yeah. The latest news is he's saying that if he does it, it'll definitely be rated R. Yes. Which is weird. It's weird to picture a Star Trek movie that's rated R, but it's also weird to expect that Tarantino would make a movie that isn't rated R. Also, would this be like his 10th and final movie? Right. He famously, yeah, he famously uh, says he wants to retire from directing after 10 movies and the upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his ninth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's not even set. He's only going to be directing this like other people are writing the script. But I think it's from a story that he developed. I don't think he's ever done that before. No. Yeah. I mean, he's written scripts that other people have directed. But, yeah. Um, He's never directed anything he hasn't written. Except for uh, the Jackie Boy scene in Sin City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, shout out to that guy. The delicious pizzas he makes on the Chef Show on Netflix. But that's TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what is Tarantino? He, I guess he's a big fan of Star Trek. Yeah. He probably has some dark idea for it, and that's why he's insistent upon an R rating. It kind of makes me feel like this isn't going to happen, though. Yeah, what are you going to be doing, like, cursing and, and, and like, and, like, it's going to be a lot of blood. Like, uh, Captain a lot of Ber- blood. just the graphic sex that Captain Kirk has with beings of all kinds. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't even know if That'd Captain Kirk is a character in the movie. Because um, they're still making another Star Trek in the Chris Pine are they? franchise, I think. Is that franchise doing well? I don't know. Okay. Uh, probably not. There were three. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be number four. <laughs> That's just math. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bizarre last movie for Tarantino, a space thing. I guess it would be like a spaghetti western set in space. That's yeah. how I picture it. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not his his final movie. And the original series is dialogue heavy and Tarantino is dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. 
it would be an interesting way to go out. Do it to go out with Star Trek. Yeah, like I'm directing Star Trek. I retire. I mean, yeah, it's a big paycheck for him. I could picture it bombing and then being a critical and commercial disaster. And yeah, and then years later, people being like, like really like digging it. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Gabba. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I a cult. I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that it's going to happen. Yeah. But I guess we'll we'll get the press releases every couple months until we find out if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I saw a movie. You did recently. You saw, what movie did you see? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie in theaters that not many people are seeing in theaters, which is a shame because I really enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. called Booksmart. Is that the movie with the with the two the yeah, two girls? Yeah, it's uh yeah, Caitlin Dever from a uh, Short Term Twelve and Beanie Feldstein, aka Jonah Hill's sister, and uh, she's in Lady Bird and What We Do in, in the Shadows, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's Jonah Hill's sister, and because it's a story about two high school seniors partying a night of partying at the end of high school. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to compare it to super bad, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. The spots where it diverges from that. Is this movie funny? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde directed okay. it. Yeah. It's her very strong directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, she made a lot of, strong choices it does this thing i usually don't like it in movies where like the soundtrack or the music really carries a lot of the emotion mm-hmm. but she does this thing where in the in the sound mix the music is so much louder than the dialogue mm-hmm. and it'll just come in for like five seconds sometimes even and um i thought it worked really well for carrying the emotion because when you're in high school it really is that raw and like um I don't know. It, it echoed the the feeling of the characters for me, and it didn't feel like a cop out because also the acting was very good. It's very good. I think better than in Superbad. More range. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt the. I think in Superbad, the emotional stuff feels like a big detour from why you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But in Booksmart, it um, it really grounds it. It's it remains grounded in that very real emotional tension that's uh, carried by the actors, and okay. it's if to use a uh, phrase the Gen Z kids in the movie would use, it had all the feels. It had all the feels. It did, yeah. Okay, and it was very funny. Yeah, I was bombarded with promo for this movie, like on all my like mm-hmm. social media apps. Yeah, they really pushed it. Yeah, and they did. I'm, it's it's a shame that it's not doing well. Yeah, I mean, that's one I can definitely see people picking up and watching over and over again. Okay. Maybe it'll do better on DVD or yeah. home video. <laughs> <laughs> you think it'll be released on home video? video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're listening to this while it's still playing, you know, go see it. It's a good laugh and a good time. Okay. It's recommended. Mm-hmm. All right. Another good laugh and a good time. Anchorman. Oh, yeah. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. This was um another directorial debut. Adam McKay, who 
went on to direct Will Ferrell in many comedies and now directs Oscar nominated movie political movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Re- really classic, classic, good, funny movie. Classic, like yeah. instant classic. Yeah, I uh, dug out my DVD of this, mm-hmm. and as soon as we started, I realized I could probably recite the movie while watching it. Yeah. I didn't try because I would be really annoying. But no, I did it. I did it a few times. So and quotable, I was just and I know like, it so well. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't help myself sometimes. Uh, I re- man, I used to quote this movie so much, and then watching it, I realized like, wow, I haven't seen this movie in such a long time. I forgot some of the quotes, but then you hear it, yeah, and it just like it all just comes. Or you right forget the context me. of some of the quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fact that Brick says "I love lamp" mm-hmm. is funny, but that he says it like in a conversation about what love oh, is. Yeah, <laughs> he's just looking around the room. Yeah, this movie was—it was like everyone's on fire mm-hmm. around this time. Like, I don't know if this was like the catapult for for some of them, but Many. yeah, I mean, like. And like the movies that came after this, starting, I think everyone like, this but cast. Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell did Elf before this, mm-hmm. and that was huge. yeah. Will Ferrell was definitely. I think that's like still the, his the biggest star. movie. Yeah. Um, but everyone else, like Steve Carell and Paul yeah. Rudd, yeah, they definitely like blew up. And yeah, I, Paul Rudd in the notes. I was reading the production notes on the DVD. Apparently, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. If you go really deep in the DVD menu, they. Uh, cite paul rudd his references from cider house rules paul rudd <laughs> so yeah i don't think he had much going on at this time oh yeah he definitely like was was 40 old version after this yeah yeah okay yeah they were they were on fire it was like it was like this 40 old version it was super bad mm-hmm. and um knocked up like like the, like this whole string of like judd apatow yep. and like and then that he got, crew. you know, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That whole string of, like, comedy mm-hmm. gold uh, that isn't happening today. Or it's not. It's, um, it's different. I yeah. Well, those movies are all a very specific kind of movie that Anchorman kind of uh, started with this just improv-heavy mm-hmm. comedy where the story is don't worry about it yeah. I wonder, <laughs> we'll cobble something together yeah i wonder how much of that was on the fly yeah and then let's take like at least six takes of every scene where everyone's just making up lines and yeah. then we'll cut it together yeah and i don't mind that that's not what movies are what mm-hmm. comedies are anymore right. i don't know i feel like it it was overdone after this okay yeah that's my opinion okay. on the legacy <laughs> Did you find this movie um, as funny still? I mean, it's it's never as funny as the first time you see it, I feel like. Right. I was noticing... I, I didn't laugh at the big ones like... Uh, I don't know. The uh, Sex Panther one. Sex Panther, yeah. I, yeah, I remember I, like I cracking up the first yeah. time I saw that. But I didn't really laugh that much uh, this time. But I was more appreciating like some of the props i mm-hmm. found funny and just like everyone's performances they really uh they all nailed down their characters yeah. really well mm-hmm. and just the way they react to different things oh man um 
Steve Carell. Uh, oh, so good. Still gets the biggest laughs yeah. out of me from this movie. Mm-hmm. His like his like comedic timing, his just like his characterization of this person, of just not not knowing anything that's going on, but still like saying something, just throwing yep. something out into like all the chaos. Yeah, it's a big deal to be the stupidest character in a movie filled with stupid, stupid characters. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone's just throwing stuff out, but his Brick just doesn't have the awareness. I don't know. Or maybe he has more awareness. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he's great. He's great. I think the the American Office started the same year as Anchorman. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell popped up on that too. Oh, yeah. and and so did uh, and, uh, David Koechner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, my first note, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't, I guess I didn't pay attention to before. Ron Burgundy wears a burgundy suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Ron Burgundy in a burgundy suit. Of, of course he does. Like, <laughs> yep. That's what this episode's gonna be. Me saying things I think are funny and then laughing. And then laughing. What? What was your first thing? <laughs> your well, the first the first thing I have is about the narration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the narration. Great voice. Great yeah, voiceover. Because um, it's like it's telling the tale. The mm-hmm. legacy of Ron Burgundy, so it sets it sets it up like a like a story to be told. Yeah, the the title calls itself a, a legend, and they definitely treat it like that. Yeah, like like this is something that's already happened. So mm-hmm. they're just looking back on it. Said his he uh, he had suits so fine he made uh, Frank Sinatra look like a bum. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. We got the um. Oh, and then all while that's happening, he's like. Moments before, like, they start rolling, he's just, like, yelling out stuff, like, scotch, 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 and, um... The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're rolling? Yeah. Oh, we're live? Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that from the uh, trailer. And thinking of, I don't know. I remember nothing from the trailer. Yeah. I just remember that was a big thing, that he didn't know that it was rolling. rolling. Maybe that was the teaser, I don't know. <laughs> The Channel 4 News intro. Mm-hmm. Let's dissect this for a moment. Okay. We see San Diego, the yep. skyline. Mm-hmm. Then a billboard for Channel 4 News with Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy's the main feature of the billboard. Mm-hmm. Lead anchor. Then Ron Burgundy walks through the billboard as if it's a, like a football team yeah. banner thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice this before, but like they make the cut really obvious where you can see where they cut from the billboard to people holding the paper that he walks through. And then you see some guys like pushing it off to the side. Yeah. He walks through a picture of himself. He walks through a picture of himself. Then Champ, the sports uh, correspondent, Mm -hmm. is seen playing stickball in like the back of a building in front of a sign that says, no stickball. Yeah. Oh man, I did not peep that. <laughs> then um, uh, Brian Fantana's in a doo-wop group. Mm-hmm. 
they're all wearing leather jackets yeah. and sura- they're surrounding a uh what's it a bucket that's on fire one of the yeah you know, yeah, yeah. put like a fire in a bucket yeah yeah or a barrel I yeah guess. a barrel yeah with fire fire barrel yeah. yeah like they're all homeless out there just singing around the fire yeah that's that's his intro yeah he's <laughs> and then, the street guy yeah and then bricks in the barber shop yeah yeah classic classic <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> They do such a good job of introducing the characters. Even before they have the voiceover, even they do the whole thing where they go around the party introducing each member of the news team. But even before then, they get the characterizations down very well. Yeah, you get two introductions of everyone. Mm-hmm. The second introductions are, are really good. Uh, first, we get Champ. No, no, first we get Brian Fantana. And we learn mm-hmm. that um, he has a name for his penis and his two balls. It's the octagon. Yeah, the octagon. And I forget what the left <laughs> one and the right one are, but... One of uh, them's a doctor, I think. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. he would have a name. And if you play your cards right, you'll meet the whole gang. Right. <laughs> and then we get Champ and his catchphrase, Whammy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking right now, this is kind of like a... um, Kind of like in Casino, how it like, goes through the casino in the, begin- in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The way it goes takes you through the party, and you get to see each person doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, just I've never seen Casino. Oh, so it's like totally. um, Boogie Nights when the, okay. op- the opening tracking shot. You okay. see everyone at the club. Yeah, I saw Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Adam McKay was never he was never a slouch. I know people were like, "Where did he come from?" When uh, Big Short came out, but he's always it's there. Been. Yeah, it's that there. stuff is there. And then Steve Carell, who's who has a nice queue of forty eight. What is he doing? He's putting mayo in a he's, in a toaster. He's is or it mayo? Or, I think it's ice cream. Okay, I think it's, he's putting ice cream in a toaster, and yeah. people are just watching him do it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's rarely late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's nice. People like him because he's polite. And, yeah, uh, he might be you know mentally slow. Yeah, he well he says. Years later, a doctor yeah. told me I have IQ under 48 or 48. Yeah. And yeah. Then we get, you know, 2004, appropriate uh, R word usage. That won't be repeated now. Right. This, can we talk about this for a second? Go ahead. Because I'm definitely conflicted. It's, it's, um, it's a character in a comedy that outright says... They address that he's a person with mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the funniest character because he's outrageous and doesn't pick up on social cues. Right. I feel like they just shouldn't have said it. They shouldn't have said it. I feel like the fact that they said it, because mm-hmm. you can't diagnose a fictional character. Right. But it's in the movie. Yeah. It's. I wish they didn't say it. Yeah, I don't know if it... Yeah, it's just one of those things that are there. But, I mean, like I said, I do enjoy the how he's an exaggerated version of everyone else who's already this just, uh, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Also, it's like the 70s, and a doctor would say that to him. Oh, you think he, hmm. 
Well, it was years later. He didn't say how many years. Oh, yeah. But it is set in the 70s, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of quote-unquote problematic things, but I think they are of the time. They kind of, like, make sense. Of the 70s of or the se- of 2004? Well, not of... Uh, well, <laughs> because it like I be feel like they should have been going by 2004 rules. Mm-hmm. I think they were going by like 70s rules. No, I think they tackled stuff from the 70s. I mm-hmm. think it. I don't know. Was, I can't put my brain into what the uh, public consciousness was uh, in 2004, but I think it was. I don't think it crossed too many lines then. Hmm. Yeah. For for an R-rated comedy. Right. Like, people might say it's impolite for a character in a movie to get an erection, but that's yeah. still very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not all saying lines we remember and then laughing about them. <laughs> We're here to have the real conversation. Yes. Um... Rod, Veronica's at the party. Yeah. I like that that's the introduction before she shows up to work. Yeah. That they interact uh, outside of work lines. And that kind of establishes the blurred uh, boundary between Rod and Veronica. Yeah, because he sees her and it's like love at first sight. And he's like a blubbering He fool. sees her butt. Yeah, he sees her butt. And it's love at first sight. Yeah, he's in love with her butt. He like really wants to like get on her butt. And just be on her butt. I want to be on you. I, I want to be on yeah. you. Yeah. He can't say, he can't form a complete sentence. Yeah. It's just really funny that they established already in the world of the movie, in the San Diego, he's this local hero. They even show a baby's first words being Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> but then Veronica's new to town. She doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And he's trying to hit on her. He can have every, anyone in the party, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just a local like, local guy. Yeah, but he yeah he doesn't know. He's like I'm kind of a big deal, <laughs> but yeah. she doesn't know. Yeah. One thing I noticed about this scene that maybe I didn't pick up before is the line where he's like, "We've been coming to the same party for twelve years, and no way is that depression depre- depressing." Yeah. And he makes like this face, like this like little face, like, "Oh man, <laughs> uh, maybe this is a little sad." Yeah, there's definitely a big dissonance between what he's saying and how he feels i mean he's just constantly spewing bullshit and he's just he's just all ego Mm -hmm. he's bragging to veronica about how he has many leather-bound books yeah my my house smells of mahogany yeah mahogany (laughs) and she's just like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna leave Mm -hmm. And then we get to Ron's house and we meet Baxter, his his dog, the the Spanish-speaking dog. A top movie dog, I'd Mm -hmm. say. Baxter, Mm -hmm. great character. Yeah, he really uh, whips uh, Ron into shape. Well, you know, really checks him. They they talk to each other. Yeah, they do. But... And Baxter's like, you're lonely. First we think... (laughs) When you watch it the first time and see that scene, you just think Ron's just talking to his dog and pretending, mm-hmm. and he's just drunk. They're arguing about how lonely he is. Yeah. But then, like later in the movie, when we get some subtitles, like we know that like he's actually Baxter really speaking. does communicate. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> it's, he's really a character. Yeah, it's so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> they um have matching pajamas. Yeah. Ron and his dog. Mm-hmm. And their sports. 
Yeah, he has like a the so dog manly. has like uh like headgear. Like yeah, he has like a, they've got like, the retainer. Yeah, he the... has like a retainer for the dog. <laughs> And uh, work the next day, Veronica comes in. Yeah, everyone's hungover. Yeah. Um, now they have to hear about diversity, which they don't know what it means. Yeah, Ron thinks it's a very old wooden ship. Used in the Civil War era. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Veronica comes in, she's a woman, you know, woman equals diversity. And the anchor men are very upset about hanging having a uh, anchor lady on the team yeah this is definitely a time where uh women weren't on the news unless well, i don't know they were, they were giving testimonies yeah they weren't on the news team yeah yeah and i like that that's what this movie's about honestly the um and i like veronica gets i, I just like that character yeah. Veronica Corningstone, mm-hmm. great name. A movie full of great character names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie about the first female, the fictional version of the first female news anchor. Yeah, but it's told through the perspectives of the male chauvinists. Yeah, it gets into her perspective as well. But then she gets a little moment. Yeah, it gets into like her, her having a voiceover and telling her. She story gets a voiceover and she gets to tell her own story, and I yeah. really like that. And she gets to like, um, yeah, talk to the audience and be like, "Yeah, I know I have to go through this, but mm-hmm. I'm putting myself through this because I want to be the best." Yeah. Go, Veronica. Yeah. And and props to Christina Applegate. Yeah, she's so good. She's great. She's good in everything. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. She has a new show on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I haven't haven't seen it yet. Did you see it? I watched the first episode and it was really good. But then I haven't. It? Yeah, I haven't gone back to it yet though. I, there's so much. There's so much to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say the all the improv in the movie, and you can, you really can tell that they're making up a lot, some of these lines as they go. Mm-hmm. But I think it works. For this movie, at least, mm-hmm. because the characters are people that would be just making up what they're saying as they go. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't, maybe, I think it doesn't always work in the other movies that followed. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't have the same, the dialogue's pretty important to me, at least in movies, mm-hmm. and they need to feel true to the characters, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But oh, in this okay. movie, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, they just knew their characters very well um so you know there's a you know the guys are being guys and there's a new woman in the office so you know they're gonna all try and like hit on her and try and sleep with Mm -hmm. her yeah everyone trying in their own way yeah champ it's uh sexual harassment yeah he like grazes her her breasts and then she she knocks him. him yeah she knocks him right in the nutsack oh, yeah. very uh, appropriate response yeah you know um man to 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 be a woman working in the office in the 70s right <laughs> to be a woman <laughs> to be a woman <laughs> yeah um brian th- now we get sex panther yeah we get sex panther was just like the funniest thing ever i remember just like yeah Rolling. iconic like yeah iconic uh 60 of the time it works every time 
You know what I mean? That's a, that's one of the like really big quotes from the yeah. movie. So Brian's got a bookshelf, but that's not a real bookshelf. Yeah. It's a cologne cabinet mm-hmm. where he has many, many, many colognes. Yeah. Sex Panther is the most special, though. Yeah, he's breaking out the big guns. Made from bits of real panther. Mm-hmm. And it smells like... Bigfoot's dick. Yeah, Bigfoot's dick, gasoline. It smells uh, like... Uh, a baby diaper filled with Indian food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it smells terrible. I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to have a, a cologne with bits of real animals in it well it's it's banned in nine countries yeah <laughs> that's why <laughs> yeah they they gotta hose him down and it's worse down. than the time the raccoon got in the copier yeah which that's pretty bad so i can only imagine yeah and then a uh, brick comes in and invites uh, veronica to the pans party oh he completely butchers the yeah he that, has that no Fantana idea. told him to say yeah she's like um, are you saying that there's a a party in your pants you're yeah, inviting she has me to? to? Finish the pickup line. And he's like, yeah, that. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. He's like, okay. And then he asks the guy, hey, you want to come to the party in my pants? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, all right, let's get to it. And then he just runs into the back and like trips over something. You just hear like yeah. things fall in the background. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. He just runs completely off the set. Yeah. Into the corner. <laughs> like, completely unfazed yeah. by being turned down. Like, has no idea. And uh, Ron's idea is the gun show. Yeah, the gun show. The counting uh, 1,001. Yeah, 1,002. 1, yeah. And then later, I don't know if you heard how, ma- how much I was doing, but... I got over a thousand. You're like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, bur- it's a deep burn. It's so deep, I can barely lift my arm. And then he's like making up <laughs> muscle names, <laughs> the Dorpheus or something. Yeah, the Dorpheus and the dorsal Phineas, and yeah. <laughs> and then she calls him pathetic. Well, yeah, yeah. She she tells it like it is. Yeah, she's like, I expected this from everybody but you. And then um. He somehow convinces her, somehow. To squire her around yeah. town. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you know, I need to get to know the city that I'm anchoring for. Mm-hmm. And so, uh... But it's not a date. It's not a date. But then we see his erection. <laughs> yeah, he has an erection. And he blames the, the pattern of the, of the it's pants. It's an optical illusion. Yes, an optical illusion of the of the pants. <laughs> the way he walks away, like his erection walk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like very like uh, slow and hunched over yeah. kind of like. Don't act like you're not impressed. Is Ron Burgundy Will Ferrell's best character? Mm, that is a, that's 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 a question. Yeah. Um, let's 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 do this real quick. Are we talking movie character? Mm, or why? Inc- what's because SNL? What would okay like the. What would his SNL character be? Like the cheerleader? I don't, I don't even remember his name from that sketch, though. Yeah, it would be the cheerleader. It would be the, um, that's that Cowbell radio like show. The radio show he did oh, with Harry the Carey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, the, the, yeah, with the piano Also, and like, stuff, he did Bush and... on Broadway. That was a big thing. Yeah, I mean, he has so many characters. It's just, like... And even, like, Ricky Bobby, Buddy the Elf, uh, Chaz... 
Chaz from Wedding Crashers, even yeah. Mugatu mm-hmm. from Zoolander. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's he's good, he's good when he's good. He's been bad a lot yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't so know the last stuff. good Will Ferrell movie. Maybe the Lego movie, but I don't know if that counts. That's not, that's not really considered a Will Ferrell movie. Right. Uh, maybe the other guys. That was his last movie he did with Adam McKay, which, yeah, maybe there's something, some truth in there. Yeah. Oh, no, Anchorman 2 was, but I don't want to count that. Yeah. That, yeah. It's yeah. a shame. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. The legend did not continue. Yeah. This movie kind of ends, it closes it perfectly that they didn't even need a, a part two. Yeah. They even have the thing at the end where they tell us where all the characters are. Yeah. 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 So. And it didn't include anything about them go- all going to New York. and. Yeah. 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 I was just like, this kind of messes up the ending of part one. Yeah. It's almost like the movie doesn't make sense. Mm. <laughs> Um, okay, so Ron plays jazz flute. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just... In the movie, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, he, great, like, physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Very, just like, if you could rock out with a flute, this is what it would look like. Kicks down the mic stand. Yeah. Steps Starts on people's glasses. Yeah, stepping on wine glasses on mm-hmm. people's <laughs> Oh, so funny. Yeah. And, uh, like, for a second, he's in the bathroom playing underneath someone's stall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friend Armistein, that's his name, right? Armisen. Armisen is, uh, pops up. Yeah, the, the, the club owner. Club owner. Um, and, uh, a Veronica... lot of people pop up. In yeah, a lot of people movie. pop up. I wrote a list. A lot of faces. I'll read them. I'll read it later. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Veronica is turned on by the flute. The it flute works. Is, yeah, the flute got her. And even though he wasn't prepared for it at all, he has the flute up his sleeve, literally. Literally. Yeah, I'm, I'm not prepared as he puts the flute together. Here's the thing. I used to not buy it, her attraction to Ron. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get it now. You do? He really puts on the whole show. And also, this is her first time that she really sees Ron in the... In his element, everyone in the club is treating him like a god because mm-hmm. they all love him. He's this huge local celebrity. Right. And like she's starting to see him how San Diego sees him, which is definitely a facade and a personality that can only be kept up for the length of a news broadcast or a flute performance. Mm-hmm. But I get the attraction. Mm. I definitely was still like, she's too smart for him. Like, but she's, like, she sells that she's, like, kind of under his spell, mm-hmm. but she, like, knows it, but doesn't want to do anything about it, because she's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why, she can she can get some. Why not? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Why not? Pleasure Town yeah. is where they go yeah, to they get go to some. Yeah, Pleasure Town. It's, like, this animated... Yep rainbow unicorn on a green screen yeah green screen riding unicorn mm-hmm. we got the dancing pink or not penguins pandas mm-hmm. little baby pandas ba- baby pandas foreshadowing the pregnancy of ling wong the panda in the san diego zoo that's yeah. the climax of the movie yeah the biggest story 
in this movie about news is the birth of a panda in the San Diego Zoo. But yeah, it was a simpler time. Yeah. When pandas still had babies. Yeah, it's like pandas and, the news and covered. kitten fashion shows yeah. and uh, old women and her recipe um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, so it was the local news, but still, yeah. 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 No, um... None of the nonsense we see today. I don't know. I I don't know the last time I've watched uh, the news, television news. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like to watch. I don't like to watch the news either, unless it's like you know, um, comedy. Yeah, like it's like like that. Because otherwise, it's just depressing. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a great way to receive the information. Yeah, which is definitely touched on in the Anchorman sequel. They had some ideas there, but. Mm The gender politics stuff with the first one is more compelling, and the characters are still fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica asks Ron not to yeah. mention that they had sex. <laughs> Cut to, I just had sex. Yeah, I just, me and Veronica just had sex, and we're in love. Did I say that really loud? You pretty much yelled it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chance like, what's it like? And then, oh, I forget what Ron said. Ron is like a real knockout or something. Ron is like, wait, he said, Ron is like, what the sex? And then Brian's like, no, the other thing. Yeah, and then he closed. Uh, Fantana closes yeah. the door because if they're not talking about sex, no one can hear them. If they're asking him about what being in love is like, yeah. And the way that um he tells them is by singing Afternoon Delight. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, this they... is probably the most memorable scene of mm-hmm. Anchorman. I, I would it's say the there. brawl. Is, oh, is, true. But yeah, this is up there. I think they even made a music video for, for this. Like they did the mm-hmm. whole thing. They made a music yeah, it's video on the for DVD it. extras if you want to watch it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, they like break out into harmony and then Brick oh, and, and Brian. They do like their like a little duet. Little and yeah. the, the acting while singing. Mm-hmm. Like that's something people say why like uh, Broadway musical acting is like the highest caliber of acting because you have to really sell the acting while singing and that's difficult mm-hmm. but i really liked um the acting while singing from uh these people paul rudd does this thing where he's singing along and it sounds great but he's still kind of like trying to understand what love is like so mm-hmm. he's like hanging on to every word as as it's coming out of his own mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you can see in his eyes he's like processing it and then uh brick like steve carell's eyes are just bulging yeah he's just the whole time is he doing the high part yeah he's doing the high part and it's like he's like a vessel and the music's just coming out of him Mm -hmm. and he can't control it and then um champ is just doing the sound effects (laughs) and they do the thing where they like cut to like just talking for like a second and then get back into it and they do that twice yeah Get back and then when they finally finish it, they all like immediately leave the room. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm gonna make a phone call. <laughs> and then, um, so not only does he like shout it out into like the office, but he does it on the news he, as well. Yeah, after Veronica's kitten fashion show story, mm-hmm. 
our first uh, news story. Yeah. Which, adorable kittens, by the way. I didn't appreciate... Yeah. I wasn't a cat lover when I saw this movie originally. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a cat lover until, like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love cats now, though. Now that I'm a cat kind of owner. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I appreciate cats. I really appreciated the cat fashion show. Uh, and this Real is cute. where um, we get a little cameo from Seth. I don't think it counts as a cameo. It's well, an actor in a, in a in small role. role before. Okay. I don't know. Like, the, the people during the brawl, those are cameos. Okay. Like... Yeah, those are cameos. But yeah, Seth Rogen is a cameraman. Yeah. He looks the same. Yeah. I know he's like a sex icon now. Did you know that? Yeah. I saw This is GQ new. Right? Yeah, it's the GQ cover, and now GQ. he's a sex icon. Yeah, he's trending, and I was like, what's going on? I, th- I think he looks the same. Yeah. He's just skinny now. Yeah. That's um, all. You got a stylist. Yeah, let's all value that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a stylist. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, Ron tells everyone on the news that he's in love with Veronica, mm-hmm. which uh, is not what she wanted. So yeah, because she wants to be a serious, you know, anchor, and she is. She she cuts and, it. Um, she cuts it off. Yeah, she can't be. You know, people won't take her serious if they think she slept her way mm-hmm. to the top. So, um, yeah. But he just convinces her, like, hey, I love you. Like, that's the biggest news story in my life right now. Oh, yeah, she didn't cut it off. Then. Yeah, no, he was I like, misspoke. I love you. Yeah. yeah, he admits his love for her, and yeah. she remains under his spell. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, and then we get the, this. The news team don't like that very much. Yeah, they want him back. Like, he's not going to the pancake breakfast. He's going jogging uh, with a soft J. <laughs> so you just run for a few you know extended period of time and uh they are not happy about it at all yeah yeah and then one day everything changes the simple act of littering as the narrator tells us there's a lot of littering in this movie when they're just like walking and they have like their corn dogs and they just throw their corn yeah. dogs down well it was the 70s it was the 70s and re- recycling was not in yet nope um, but yeah, he throws a, a, a burrito at Jack Black. I, yeah, I'd say this is a cameo. This is a cameo. Jack Black is the angry motorcyclist. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, he gets a burrito thrown in his face. Yeah, and he like makes him fall off his bike yeah. and ruins his bike. Yeah, and he loved that bike. And yeah. Now he has to ruin something Ron loves. Yeah, and what does Ron love? Scotch. But he yeah. can't do and poetry. About that. Yeah, Scotch I, and poetry. I don't think Ron actually loves poetry though. Probably not. And go not out on good a limb. poetry at that. Yeah. Uh, but he says Baxter. Baxter's right there. Mm-hmm. So he punts the dog into the freaking... Over the bridge, into yeah, the river. Yeah, into the river. And... For, it's funny. It's, it, it's, is. It, is, it is funny. It's, it's funny. The way the... Like, it's very clearly a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And the way that it like spins in the air and like falls into yeah, the into the yeah yeah, and he just breaks down. 
and yeah, uh, big no, and then it does a thing where you see the whole skyline, mm-hmm. inferring that the whole city can hear him saying no. Yeah. And he does have a very commanding voice, so yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. And uh, because of this, he's late, and now yeah. you know Veronica is just like, "Hey, put me on. This is what mm-hmm. I want to do." And she pretty much just bullies her way. She kind of just bullies her way into it, but she kind of has to because um, they're nineteen years serious. I wouldn't say bullies. I think she's assertive. She definitely strong arms. Literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's only after they diminish her by saying that. Well, well she does that line. I'm, I'm good at three things. Fighting, screwing, screwing and reading the news. news I've yeah. already done one of those. So what am I going to do? What's it going to be? Yeah, he said screwing and then she slaps him mm-hmm. and then mushes the other guy. The mush is so like funny to me because he didn't do anything yeah. but stand there, but he gets mushed anyway. Well, he's part of the problem. It's, it's so much more disrespectful than the there. slap <laughs> to get well, mushed hurts in your less. face. Yeah, but man. Yeah, Chris Parnell as Garth. Real mm-hmm. funny. That doesn't get a lot of, a lot of screen time, but really mouth. makes the most of it. You said the poop you're, 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 Poop mouth. I hit you, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, uh, Ron is in a glass box of emotions. You know, yeah. What was that thing? I I don't recognize what yeah, that the structure was. So ancient. <laughs> this ancient technology. Yeah, he's in the phone booth. This is where um, I said before I noticed some props. This was the only prop I wrote down. But uh, he's on on the phone talking to Brian, trying to communicate why he isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. He's crying. They can't hear Blabbering. him. Blabbering. On the other side of the phone, Paul Rudd is Brian Fantana. On his desk is this Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just two by two instead of... Um, it was, I guess it's like one by one mm. instead of, what, three by three. Yeah. It's just four squares. I guess that's two by two. It just looks like the easiest thing, like yeah. not even a real thing. Oh, okay. Of course, they would have a yeah, yeah, a really easy Rubik's cube that they probably still can't figure out. It wasn't solved. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, Brian tells him, "Hey, Veronica's gonna do the news. Get here." Mm-hmm. And so he's just rushing, running down, pushing people out of the way. And uh, the news team are trying to distract Veronica, trying to mess her up. Yeah, another another Corningstone moment I really like. I I don't know. This movie definitely, well, mm-hmm. it it toes a line because it's about misogyny. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got a lot of misogyny in it, mm-hmm. which is expected for a movie about misogyny. The fact that it's a comedy though makes it questionable. The content. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm hesitant to pat this movie on the back for that the character of Veronica. But I really like these moments. Like before she reads the news, she just whispers to herself, power, power. Yeah. She's just really psyching herself up and she's feeling it. I mean, this she's about to be the first woman newsreader, yeah. like news anchor. Yeah. Um, she feels that power that mm-hmm. isn't felt. And then you see through... Catherine Hahn's character who's another actor that has a small part in this before they were famous um just what what it means to the women in the office yeah and 
yeah, by ab- proxy in the world. Yeah, after this is the first time that you see a bunch of women in the office because before you just see the men. Mm. But then after she reads the news, all the women are there watching her and like congratulating yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, Ron can't take it. He finally gets to the studio. He's all ready to go, but yeah, he, he looks a mess. It. He looks a mess. Yeah, he's, he's like, not ready to go. Yeah, but he's, he's like, we can do the news, guys. I'm here, and she's like, "Baby, baby, we we did the news. I was I was great. I was amazing." Yeah, he cannot conceive it. Yeah, she was like, he sees like, it as a betrayal. What? Why would you do this to me? And she was like, "I told you." Yeah, there's a scene earlier in the club where Ron's saying his dream is to be uh, a network. the network anchor. Mm-hmm. And Veronica says, that's funny you should say that. That's also my dream is to be a network anchor. And then you see on, they show Will Ferrell's face listening to that. And you can tell he's not listening. Mm-hmm. It's just a blank stare. And then his response is like, you're so pretty. Yeah. And then he's like, I thought that was a joke. Yeah, right. I wrote that in my diary. Veronica told a very funny joke. <laughs> I laughed at it later. <laughs> it's like, jeez. And uh, she does so well that, you know, she becomes co-anchor. Yeah, it does well with the viewers. Yeah. Who who would have thought Yeah, that people like seeing people on TV that are like them? Exactly. Who would have thought? More justice for white women. <laughs> um, the news team, the men are not happy at all. No, and we get Ron and Veronica split, mm-hmm. and we get the new uh, Channel 4 News opening credits where yeah. they do that thing at the end where they're in, like, the, um... Like the, like the operating like, room? Operating, what do they call it in the, in the news? You know, the room with all the buttons and stuff yeah. and the cameras. And they do that thing where you're supposed to, like, look down and then look up at the camera. Yeah, and they all don't want to look up when she's looking. Yeah, so every time she looks down, they look up. And when she looks up, they look down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they have, like, this funny bit where after they do the news, um, they're, like, throwing jabs at each other. Over the, like, the credits of the the news where it's, like, just music plays and you just see them talking, but you don't hear it. Yeah. So it just looks like they're having a nice conversation because they're smiling while yeah. calling each other really nasty insults. Yeah, I wonder uh, how much of that was improv. I'm sure a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, they did enough different takes in each scene that they have a whole another version of this movie. Did you know that? There's a the unrated version? You mean? It's not the unrated. It's like a secret like, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like another movie. There's a whole different plot to it. Yeah? Yeah. Is it on that DVD? No. Oh. I need to watch that one. That's interesting. Yeah, it's called Anchorman Wake Up Ron Burgundy. Oh. It's in the included in the two-disc limited edition DVD. I only have the one-disc version, though. Oh. I know. Wake up, Ron Burgundy. Okay. The Lost Movie. I did not know that. Yeah, it's all deleted scenes and alternate takes. And it's it's not... I only watched it once. I mean, there's some funny stuff in it. Mm. It's a lot of the stuff they show in the credits, the bloopers. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, it's just interesting that they had so much extra. Right, that you can do a completely different movie. I guess I could connect. This is the kind of comedy that you get from... It's very of the time because now all movies, or most movies, are being shot digitally. Mm-hmm. So you can get all that footage and all those alternate takes, whereas shooting on film, you're, it costs money to keep the camera running. Yeah. So they can't do that. Everything's more scripted. Mm-hmm. I guess that was before 2004, that move, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm interesting. Mm-hmm. And you must too, and that's why you're listening. <laughs> I dare you to unsubscribe. No, don't. No, Please don't. don't. Please don't. don't. don't even we need you. <laughs> we need you. Uh, Ron tries to trick Veronica into introducing herself as Tits McGee on mm-hmm. the news by bribing the teleprompter guy. Mm-hmm. But it backfires, and he calls himself this, Tits yeah, McGee. Yeah, he calls himself Tits. I'm Ron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. Also, just thinking about it, it's really funny that he just assumes that all anchor uh, people can't uh read ahead in the teleprompter yeah that he's like he's the only one that reads every single thing they write on there yeah they but he just assumes she has the same flaw they threw in that that act one gun that's a question mark yeah that's the gun yeah uh, of the movie is that ron will read anything that's put on the teleprompter Mm -hmm. so um uh, that that comes up in a few in 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 a little bit um, but before that, um, we get uh, the guys shopping for new suits. Oh, well, that's the plan, at least. Yeah, that's the plan. But they, they let Brick lead them on a shortcut. I don't know why yeah, right? they would follow Brick. <laughs> and he's just like, they're like, Brick, are you sure this is the way we've been walking for, like, hours? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but he leads them into, like, some back alley mm-hmm. where, surprise, the... I don't remember what channel number they were. Yeah. The other channel news team. Four. No, this is channel. Wait, what uh, channel is this? Channel four? Channel four. Yeah, maybe they're like channel five or channel three. Oh, no. They're number two in the ratings. Yeah. And their anchor is Wes Mantooth. Mm-hmm. Played really well by uh, Vince Vaughn. Yep. And they uh, all pull out their weapons. Yeah. Including a hand grenade, which Brick doesn't know how he got. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then... As a reference in the next scene, it escalates very quickly. Uh-huh. Um, all the news teams come around. Yeah. We get the the Luke third Wilson. place rating team, Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson mm-hmm. as Frank Vichard. <laughs> um, then the public news team with uh, Tim Robbins as the anchor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with like that curly hair, <laughs> like the kind of like an afro mm-hmm. with the... <laughs> Just in like the tweed coat and mm-hmm. <laughs> the turtleneck. And the Spanish language news with Ben Stiller. Yeah. With like a whip. With a That's whip. That's his weapon, right? Yeah. His feathered hair and mustache. And they definitely cut to, I guess he's the most, at that time at least, probably still the most popular of those cameos. So they cut to him a lot mm-hmm. during like that next scene. He's like, when they're trying to agree on the rules they always show ben stiller's face and he's like growling and getting ready to pounce and yeah. it's, it's funny that that i'm not gonna lie although this seems very funny casting ben stiller as like a mm-hmm. mexican mm-hmm. like always bothers me hmm. yeah 
He's he's definitely Jewish. Yeah. 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 They could have got Danny Trejo for that instead of the bartender. I like Danny then... Trejo as a bartender though. <laughs> but yeah, he, Danny Trejo is probably the only Mexican actor they would have been able to get in two thousand four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Choices. Well, Ben Siller will go on to write and direct Tropic Thunder, so. True. Yeah. Okay, so the brawl is great. <laughs> it's uh, chaos. Chaos. It's one of the most memorable things about the movie. Yeah, so uh, I think absurd. it won, like, the VMA for, like, best fight scene. It's hard to compete with. Yeah. There's horses. It was just one of those things. Guy when on it, fire. When it happened, you were surprised that it was happening because mm-hmm. it was such a turn. Yeah. And people were really popping up. He was just like, oh, Luke Wilson. Oh, Tim Robbins. Oh, uh, Ben Stiller. Like, yeah. who's next? Who's coming? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got crazy. Really crazy. Yeah, really crazy. Uh, Brick killed a guy. Luke Wilson loses <laughs> an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brick killed a guy. Brick killed a guy. He stabbed him with he the trident. He a safe house and lay yeah. low for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Right after that, Ron gets into another fight. Yeah, <laughs> with it's like Veronica. fight, fight, fight. Yeah, she um, wants to use the TV VCR, because I only have one, mm-hmm. <laughs> to research his story, and he's... Uh, Watching his local Emmy acceptance speech from the prior year. And he won't give it up. And they exchange verbal blows Uh first. Uh Ending with the most hurtful when Veronica says, your hair is stupid. Yeah, and then his eyes just explode. Oh yeah, we see fire in his eyes. Yeah, don't don't talk about my hair, man. And then he just tosses her. Yeah, and she fights back. Yeah. Maces him. Yeah. And immediately, like, she knew exactly what to do. Like, John Wick goes yeah. for the antenna from mm-hmm. the TV. And starts... Extends it. Whipping whips him. it. Great yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice on her part. And then she try. He tries to mace her, and then he just yeah, ends maces up mace himself. Him, so. And we got uh, Brian Brickenchamp, like, holding the rest of the newsroom back. Yeah, like, like, let them get it out. Yeah, they'll work it through. It's just between the two of them. Yeah. And Ron um, says, fuck you, San Diego. Yeah. Right after that, Veronica's, like, way to get back at him is... To write, yeah, fuck you, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he reads it. And he reads it. And she's, like, surprised mm-hmm. that he actually did it. And that she went that far. Yeah. Like, I think to see it actually done. I mean, to say that on live TV. Yeah. And to direct it at the city mm-hmm. that loves you. Yeah. And the only has... thing they love more than Ron Burgundy is their city. Yeah. So they turn on him immediately. Immediately. He has no idea what he said. Yeah, he didn't process it because he's not <laughs> paying attention to the news that he's reporting. He's just reading it yeah, he's not in a his thinker. voice. He's a reader. Yeah. So um, they have to be like, hey, we have to fire you. And he's like, I have to fire you. <laughs> and uh, no, they, they really have to fire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's his fall from grace. Yeah. He's out in the street with a beard, drinking milk. Which was a bad choice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, another the news team line. doesn't even want to be associated with him anymore. Right. So the, we'll get fired if we caught talking to you. Yeah. And uh, come on, break. Hug me. I know you want to. <laughs> and then they like. Yeah, Brian so, has to like stomp. And, like, yeah, like a dog. Like calling mm-hmm. him back like a dog. <laughs> and uh, actually, the news team is doing pretty well. They get up the. Without Ron there, they're following Veronica's lead and they're working as a team. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking at the camera at the same time and all mm. that stuff. <laughs> and the panda gives birth or is in labor. Yeah. It's the biggest story. Yeah, it's three months three later. Three months later. Yeah, three months later, the panda's ready to give birth. And uh, Ron's in the bar. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where we get uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah, he gives a pep talk. Yeah, like, hey. He wrote it down. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's the thesis of the movie. And it's the way it's written is very stupid, which works for the movie. <laughs> you know, times are changing. Ladies can do stuff now, and you're gonna have to learn how to deal with it. <laughs> and Ron says, "What were you saying? Something?" I don't. I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> which is like. Mm. Did he say that? No. Yeah, he did. He said, "I don't speak Spanish." Oh, that's the third time they called back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim Robbins pushes Veronica into the bear pit in the zoo mm-hmm. because as it's been established already that the anchors are vicious with each other. Yeah, and they're looking for that number one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seth Rogen, the cameraman, loses her. Mm-hmm. So they don't have an anchor. Yeah. So they call the bar. Yeah, they're forced to call Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. But he can't do it without his team. Yeah. He uses the, the conch. Yeah, the conch. <laughs> and he calls his team. His team. Assemble. And, uh, Baxter hears it. We see. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah. And I remember my up. theater applauding. Yeah. When he's. Yes. Everyone was <laughs> so happy that he was alive. Maybe I wasn't the happiest. We know how I feel about dog deaths in movies. Oh, no. Not a comedy. <laughs> Not a dog death in a no, comedy. I, I, no, actually, I like, I like what happened. <laughs> I like how he. Uh, was alive and then ends up saving the day later. Yeah, that's a very funny scene. And his news team is but the news in the team bar. is right there. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> and like we've been here the same time, like the whole time you were here. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and they're just like, think about what you're asking, man. Think about what you're asking, man. Steve <laughs> so Yeah, funny. Brooke just repeats everything yeah. Brian says. <laughs> um. Ron sees Veronica in the bear pit and has to choose between the news and Veronica. Yeah. And then he sees it so clearly. Yeah. So he jumps into the bear pit. Yeah. And immediately regrets his decision, mm-hmm. much like the milk. Yeah. It's a bad choice. Yeah. Really bad. He should have just asked for help. Yeah. Um. And then, then they're fight. The they're talking because they think they're about to die. Yeah. He calls her a bitch very loudly, very loudly. wakes up the bear, and then accuses her of waking yeah, up the bear. Her. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And then the whole the, the whole news team has to jump in and brawl, square up. Well, they don't the have to. They choose to. They, they all jump Ron. in and in unison say, bear fight. Yeah. <laughs> and they get their um, asses handed to them. Yeah. Except for Brick, who makes friends. Yeah, yeah. Rides the bear. Yeah. Yeah. And then Baxter comes and saves the day because 
he knew someone he met a bear on his journey and it happened to be the cousin of the bear in the zoo Mm -hmm. and baxter will always be a friend of the bears yeah (laughs) which is all done through subtitles of a dog barking at a roaring bear yeah (laughs) yeah very absurd yeah it's so random yeah so yeah. random. So random. Oh my god! I can't believe we did that. <laughs> Everyone uh, gets out of the bear pit except Ron Burgundy's the last one, and we get one last West Mantooth scene. Mm-hmm. Lovely, w- lovely Vince Vaughn thing where he does. <clears throat> he pushes the ladder out, and he's like, "I hate you down to my core," and then pushes it closer. Mm-hmm. But I respect you, and then mm-hmm. like the. The way that Will Ferrell is at a perfect height so that uh, Vince Vaughn can just lean over and kiss his forehead. Yeah. I was like, is he just going to like... And then he steps aside and puts out his arm. Kill him in front of everyone. He's just right? He's going to knock him over. Like, everyone's watching you now. Like, No, he helps him up and then his cameraman was on him the whole time and he yeah. wraps up his story. Yeah. So today, redemption is spelled R-O-N. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's his redemption right here. He gets to go back on the news, and he does the right thing, and he invites uh, Veronica to tell the story with him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they the first, make out. Really, the first yeah. time she's unprofessional, they don't tell the story of the panda no. birth. Uh, she immediately starts kissing him and yeah, professing right her news. love. Yeah. yeah, which isn't very much like Veronica Stone, but... Yeah. She's 78% sure that she's in love with him. Yeah, and that's a lot of percentage. Then we get our narrator mm-hmm. again. And as if this were a true story, because they really commit to that bit, mm-hmm. they tell us what happened to each character. Yeah. Including Brick being a top advisor in the Bush White House. Yeah. Which uh, he plays Donald Rumsfeld in vice which is also written and directed by adam mckay and he plays donald rumsfeld pretty similar to how he plays brick is and now i'm i think that was done on purpose is that someone in uh bush's uh yeah. team yeah so they did that on purpose now i think so like, now oh, i think wink, so wink, yeah. nudge nudge look at this guys yeah, yeah. kind of yeah i'm um, I'm in, I saw Vice when it was in theaters. I'm kind of I kind of want to watch it again now that right after watching Anchorman because it really does have the same madcap energy. I don't think I've ever used that phrase before. Madcap. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I never said that before <laughs> in my life. But it, yeah, it's it's a madcap energy. It's very irreverent mm-hmm. and off kilter. Oh, okay, words. Even when he's doing uh, political stuff or. Um, well, see, this is also satire, so it's all within the same arena. realm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious, if we did do an episode of Vice, I'd be curious to see if it ended up being a movie or a film. Because I suspect Anchorman is a movie. Mm-hmm. I guess we're there. Are we? I mean, did we, we wrap it up? I got some more stuff to say, but... I pretty much just gave it away that I think that's a movie, so we we can do this part now. Okay. Is it a movie? It's a film. Oh. It's a movie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Ha ha. 
<laughs> I can be funny yeah, too. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be curious. I think Vice is very similar, even though that's a true story. Mm-hmm. And this isn't. I don't know. It is a true <clears throat> story. It's the legend. Well, yeah. Burgundy. See, it's told. It's told very similar. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know if that is a good thing or not, though. Maybe Adam McKay is has one mode, and he's just fitting it to different means. He's working it. Working it well. If it, yeah. Yeah. It's all about you work. He is uh, a he is a Harvard man. Hmm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, bloopers in the end credits. Yeah. I love bloopers. They're great. Yeah, this has very good ones. Yeah. Um, also... I'm gonna shoot you in the back of the head with a BB gun. (laughs) That's so funny. Also, in the middle of the bloopers, we get a blooper from... I looked it up. It's from Smokey and the Bandit 2. Yeah. It's Burt Reynolds and Sally Field. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds is like saying Sally Field's lines because he thinks they're his. Mm-hmm. And it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Talk about random. I looked it up. Apparently, Smokey and the Bandit 2 was one of the first movies to include bloopers or outtakes in the end credits. Oh. So it was a bit of an homage. Okay. Also, it. Anchorman would do something like that. So. Yeah. 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 And then Will Ferrell went on to do um, Teledigga Nights. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some trivia from Anchorman. Well, I guess this isn't really trivia, but it is something I read. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd thinks that Brian Fantana is a virgin. So I guess that's how he played him. You know how actors sometimes have like little secrets about their characters? Yeah. I guess that's that was his secret about Fantana. That's funny. And I believe it. Yeah, I can see it. Someone like that sexually overt. Yeah. Also, these are fun. The first draft of the screenplay included suggested actors for various roles. Ready? Mm-hmm. Champ was going to be John C. Riley, who, who later worked with them in Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Parnell, who plays Garth, was originally going to be Brick, which I can see also. I can see that also. I'm glad they got Carell, though. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller was going to be Brian Fantana. Uh, yeah, uh, like, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Paul. this was like Paul Rudd's first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was the stepbrother in Clueless, and he dated um, Phoebe and Friends, but... Yeah, he did a lot of stuff, but like this was like really... Like this a was his, oh, moment. Paul Rudd's a comedy uh, movie star. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's just a movie star. He's a superhero now. Well, he's the comedy one, though. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. 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 Um, Ed Harkin, who's played by Fred Willard, was going to be Ed Harris. Which I don't know if, if he would have sold the comedy very well. I mean, Fred Willard's hilarious. Right. Like, talking on the phone to the... Uh, about his... His son, son, and it's just like I, escalating. No I, no, I don't know where he would have found German porn, but we've all looked at porn. Right. Oh, you haven't, Sister Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> Shooting bow and arrow into a crowd or like holding the, the band uh, at gunpoint. We're like, no, we'll just play it off as a prank. It's just yeah, like his, getting worse. His, his son, is, son getting... is Kevin from We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, it doesn't really phase him. And then, like, during that call where he's holding the band hostage, he gets the call about the panda, and he just immediately drops the whole thing with his... Yeah. So. Hopefully everyone survived <laughs> that um, prank. <laughs> instead of Luke Wilson as Frank Vichard, Alec Baldwin was going to play him. Yeah. Which, yeah, okay. And, okay. It'd be funny to see Alec Baldwin yeah. lose his arms. Yeah. Also, Marshall Connors, who's not a character in the movie, was originally written into the script with William H. Macy suggested for the part. Ooh, William H. Macy. That would have been good. Yeah. I've been here. Uh, not in the script, but Maggie Gyllenhaal auditioned for Veronica. And I love the I Gyllenhaals. Can, I can see that. I can see that. She... Yeah. And in later starred in uh, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Yeah. I like that. I, I like them together in that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Christine Applegate's so funny. And like, I don't know if Joan Hall would have kept up with the improv as well as Christina Applegate did. Right. It's hilarious. Yeah, she's always been funny she's, she's always done comedy i mean from married to children to um i forget that show she had where she had like amnesia like all like she's always been like doing comedy and stuff mm -hmm. this this new show she has on netflix is like the first drama i've seen her in. is it a drama well it's a drama but it has comedy in it oh i, you thought, know what I, mean? I thought it but, was a comedy but it deals with I like grief and stuff Huh. Like it's like a, it's a it's a funny drama. Is it a half hour or an hour? I think it's half hour. And it's a comedy. That's all comedy. That's all it needs to be to be a TV comedy these days. It's, it's, it's just a time. It's no. honestly, like think about like um. I don't know. I feel like comedies are just half. TV comedies is just a half hour show. Hmm. Maybe it is our. I'm not sure. Right. I can't remember. That's, it's been that's like TV. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, well, we already said it was a movie. Yeah, we already said it was a movie. It's All a right. Movie. Yeah, we did that thing. Got any other thoughts on Anchorman? I mean, so so rewatchable. Yeah, so rewatchable. Um. Even though as it's it's um, it's it's not as funny. I feel like it holds up well. Like the material holds up well, and you watch it just because of how good it is and how familiar it is, you know. And just all the people in it. Yeah, all the people are in it are, are so good. You're not gonna get all those people in a movie again. Yeah, like that. Unless they do Anchorman three. Ugh. You know, they, better uh, not. It's, they waited too long, and also comedies don't need sequels. Uh, Will, Especially ones that don't focus on the story. Will Ferrell's doing a podcast as Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Ron Burgundy has a podcast. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not as offended by that as I am Anchorman Two, starring Drake. Starring. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Well, 
Thanks for listening to another episode. We don't we don't have the movie for next week yet. Yeah, we don't have a movie for next week, and I guess uh, we're not really looking forward to anything right now. Oh yeah, um, late night comes out soon. I think I said that last time. You yeah, asked yeah, me what yeah I was you looking did. Forward to so. so now it's closer to it. It's coming out. Yeah, is it coming out this weekend? I think so. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I All right. So let's uh, do the thing we do. Yeah, let's do that thing. All right. Movie. Movie. Film. Film. <laughs> the end.